Hey y'all, welcome, welcome back to our Soul Tree Hangout. As you know, we have been spending uh, these past couple weeks focusing on our book club. So happy to be here with y'all. Yes, we're excited. It's bittersweet that it's our last one of our series, but it's okay. We'll be doing this again. So definitely uh, go to our website to find out more about what we have coming up next and then follow us at Sultry Sisters at all social media platforms so you can see what we are up to. Yes, and we just wanted to also take the time to share with us a short trailer. So we'll be back with you shortly in about a minute. Check it out. that empowers women to live healthy and creative lives in North County, San Diego, and recently DC. We curate events, workshops, mixers, and meetups centered around women's arts, wellness, and sisterhood. Our mission is to empower women to live vibrant and shine bright through creative expression and conscious holistic living. Our vision is to create a safe space that provides women the arts and wellness resources that are affordable and accessible. So far, we've partnered with Dancing So Boutique, Village Rock Shop, Carlsbad Village Yoga Co-op, and nonprofit organization, Leap to Success. To find out more information about us and to sign up for our future events, visit SultrySisters.com. You can also find us on social media on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube at Sultry Sisters. We hope, hope to see you soon. Wow, that's so crazy to watch that trailer. We've grown so much since then. <laughs> yeah, so we just wanted to share a trailer. So you all joining us, if you're not familiar with what we do as Soul Tree Sisters, then you got a little glimpse. Um, our trailer is also on our website. So if you go to soultreesisters.com, you can watch our trailer all the time. If you want, you can even share it there. Um, and then we're live on Facebook, and we also are live on YouTube this time. So that's hey, um, so comment below if you're um, tuning in from YouTube um, or if you're tuning in from Facebook, let us know which one as well. Yes, yes, yes. I am monitoring the chat on YouTube. So if you do, um, if you are watching live on YouTube, I will be watching out for your um for your comments. So we want to be out here. Um, one of the requests, and we're really big on uh, on accessibility. And one of the requests was saying, "Hey, I don't have a Facebook Live, but I want to engage with y'all." So we found a solution, and we out here on YouTube. So when you speak, we listen. You are heard. Here we go. Yes. So. <laughs> If you, are, if you haven't already, you can also subscribe to us on YouTube. So all our YouTube, our Instagram, Facebook, everything is Soul Tree Sisters. So if you just search that on YouTube, you'll be able to find us, subscribe, and you'll know when we release our newest videos. Um, and so we are recording this live. So uh, the replay will be up for like 24 hours or 36, whatever we decide. It'll be up for a while it's up. And then yeah. when we take it down, we will notify everyone. Um, and then once we take it down, you can have access if you join our Soul Tree Sanctuary, which is our online membership only exclusive platform. So uh, if you miss some of the replays and if you just want to have access to this forever or not forever, but until we say no, <laughs> then please join our Soul Tree Sanctuary. Uh, we still have some promos going on for that. So you can either buy it for a monthly price, a three month subscription price, like a bundle or the whole year bundle. So, you know, just check that out. Yes. And also shout out if you get the three month bundle, you do get some uh, a $15 gift card to our favorite discount. Uh, dis <laughs> oh, God. Dancing Soul Boutique, y'all. <laughs> you don't even know why I'm saying, oh, God, unless you work at this boutique. But yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So got a little tongue tied, but you will get a um, a uh, $15 gift certificate there. So that's just some uh, promotion for that. Anyways, how we like to start our weekly hangout is let us know where are you tuning in from and what are you sipping on? Let us know in the chat. We love to check in every week. Um as you know, my name is Alyssa. I'm tuning in from San Diego, California, and I am sipping on 
some water. Yes, y'all. And this is my third refill of the day. I'm trying to be hydrated this summer, y'all. Hey. This hat. Yes. Um, so hi, everyone. I'm Tony, the other sultry sister. I'm tuning in from Washington, D.C. So hey, if you're on the East Coast, comment below if you're tuning in from the East Coast as well. Um, and then I'm sipping on my infamous H2O Agua water. Um, there you go. It's also really hot here as well. So you feel <laughs> hydrated. I love it. See, for me, with the pinky out, for me, the easiest way for me to drink water is through a straw. I noticed that. That is just how it is. So however you need to get it, get it will you, how you can. So even though it's not a glass, I filled up through these. Yes. So let us know where you're tuning in from, all of that stuff, what you're sipping on. Um, but yes, we are really excited. This is our last part of our four-part series for Set Boundaries, Find Peace by Nidra Glover Tawab. And we have loved the book. It is so good. I feel like we can't talk about this book enough. So although our series is coming to an end, definitely check out our social sanctuary so you can catch up or if you want to reread it later on. Or even if you haven't yet already, pick up the book um, and start it. You can always um, chat with us in our community or online. Yes, this work is ongoing, and Tony and I are always intentional about what we want to bring to y'all. All right. Hey, Jenny. We got Jenny tuning in from LA, Los Angeles. We've collaborated with Jenny before. She's one of the Sultry Sisters. So happy to have you here. Yes. Yay. So excited to have you joining us, Jenny. Um, and so, yeah, so we're, although this is our fourth part, we would still love to continue chatting about this book later on. Um, but so the first part of our series, we talked about the intro, like why this book is important, why we chose the book, why we think, uh, Nidra, you know, defines boundaries and all those things in that way. Um, the second, uh, part we did, we described and defined all the different types of boundaries, the different types of boundary violations. So if something happens and you feel like, um, your boundary wasn't protected, wasn't respected. Um, and then last week, uh, or not the last week, but the last time we had met up, uh, we talked about communicating your boundaries and how important it is to be super clear, super direct, uh, when telling people how they can honor you and your boundaries. And so this week, final week, we are talking about how are we honoring ourselves with our boundaries and how are we doing the work of practicing boundaries in our lives and our daily practices. So we're really excited to be in our part four of our series with you all. Yes. And I also wanted to share the quote, the root of self-care is setting boundaries. And that's a big reason why Tony and I want to bring this book to our community, because we are all about all things soul care, all things self-care. And to be radical is to approach it at the root. So boundaries, y'all, this is what we're here to do. And today we're talking about doing the work. The first half, what, half what I loved about the book was like it was very affirming mm -hmm. because we all have heard the word like boundaries. And I've heard it too, but it it took reading this book to be affirmed with like how I've been, how my boundaries haven't been violated and how I operate and navigate communicating my boundaries, which were very small. So it was, it was nice. So I'm really excited to dig into the last part of the book with talking about how to honor, yes. how to honor our boundaries. boundaries. So chapter nine, if you're reading with us with your book, so you can open up to chapter nine if you want. Um, or just listen as we go, because, again, there's also a discussion, a space. So definitely feel free to chime in while we're going through today's uh, uh, the part four of today's series. Um, so you can comment uh, whether you, like, agree with some of the stuff we say. If you have, like, another point that you want to bring up um, or if you want to share quotes, definitely put them in the chat and then we will highlight them up here. Yes. And for our first interactive question of the Hangout, I want to ask all of you who are tuning in, um, do you think you have porous boundaries, rigid boundaries, or healthy boundaries? And if you're like, what are those things? I'm going to break it down for you. So having porous boundaries, think of a sponge. A sponge, what do they do? They soak things in. So if you have porous boundaries, that means you have poor, porous boundaries. <laughs> Four us. And so and then there's rigid balance, rigid. So think rigid, think a wall. So do you have rigid boundaries like in a box? And then healthy. 
balance where you want to be? Do you do you consider yourself to be a person that practices healthy boundaries? Um, let us know in the chat. Um, we'd love to hear uh, what you have to say. Um, Tony, how about you? Where do you think you on the spectrum of like healthy, porous and rigid? Where do you think you operate or you were operating for a while, for a while? In my life, I was operating in the rigid boundaries area, but today I had, not yesterday, I had a session with my therapist and I was actually sharing how I feel like I've worked through some of that. I'm still navigating, like I still don't feel like 100% comfortable, but like I have had a little bit more on the healthier boundary spectrum recently um, and I've really appreciated that about myself that I'm able to kind of like open up a little bit and be like, girl, it's okay. Um, so that has felt nice for me to even like after reading this book and then now working with my therapist is like to be self-aware that like, oh, Tony, you are uh, kind of making changes in the right way that makes me feel good. and makes me feel healthy in my relationships. That's beautiful. I love that. Um, for me, I tend to live on the opposite side of the pond. I, I, after reading the first half of the book, I realized I am SpongeBob SquarePants up in this. Okay. <laughs> I'm more porous. I would say like my boundaries are more porous. I, I'm very flexible and it's, it's something that's taken a toll on me. So after reading this, I realized I have a lot of work to be done. So that's, that's where I live. Um, and then we have a comment from Jenny. She says, I would say I'm a bit between rigid and healthy boundaries, closer to healthy boundaries, but sp still a work in progress. Sounds like you and Tony live on the, in the same neighborhood. That's nice. I would like to, uh, I would like to move too. <laughs> over there. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta get up and move, but yeah, thank you for sharing, Jenny. And if anyone else wants to share, definitely put it in the comments below. If you're watching the replay, you can also interact with us and put it in the comments and we'll react to those as well. Um, but yeah, so I think boundaries is so important in all of our lives. So I'm so happy that the book has resonated with many of y'all. Um, many of y'all have shared with us privately or on social media about how the book has been, has come at a perfect time in your life. And that's how we feel. Like that's what we read the book and then that's why we were like we want to read it with y'all and have a discussion and conversation with y'all so we can continue these conversations on how we can incorporate boundaries into our lives to improve our lives so it's been awesome and so we want to share a couple of quotes that stuck out to us from this chapter and the first quote we want to share is before we teach others to respect our boundaries we must learn to honor them ourselves. I thought that was the whole tea of this chapter, y'all. It was the whole tea. <laughs> yes, because it's kind of one of those things, like, if you're not doing that yourself, like, how are you supposed to expect people to do that? Because also, like, many of us model our behavior off of what we see others doing. So it's like, be the boundary you want to see in others. Okay, that's basically <laughs> the lesson of this chapter. Um, so I appreciated Anija going through and like the importance of having boundaries um, and some of the different things uh, to think about when you are doing the work of honoring your boundaries. Yeah, I, I also loved how she categorized it too because, you know, just that quote seems very general, but she went to depth and saying like self boundaries can, uh, when you violate your self boundaries or the categories when it comes to working on your boundaries with self, they can fall under finances, mm -hmm. time management, and then self-care. And I feel like for me, the first thing I thought was like self-care, like, you know, taking time off and time management made sense too. But the finances one, that kind of, it stuck out. I was like, wow, I didn't think about that. And then I thought about it. I'm like, well, I'm kind of porous. <laughs> so I didn't think about it. So, um, yeah. Mm -hmm. And another quote we wanted to share with you all. Yes, is, hold on, let me pull it up is the ultimate form of intrinsic motivation is when a habit becomes a part of your identity. And that's when it comes to like the action, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's like, if you keep doing it, and I feel like a lot of what Nidra is saying too is about being consistent. Um, so with your boundaries, it's not just saying it one time, but you know, you might have to restate it with, to people. And also you might even have to retell your own self of like, no, my boundaries that I'm not going to keep saying yes to things, or I'm not going to do X, Y, Z things. So even with yourself being consistent, um, and then I feel like when it is a habit, then it's when 
you don't even think about it. You already know that, like, oh, Friday afternoons is when, you know, I don't take any meetings because I just, like, you know, finish up my tasks for the day so on the weekend I can be in peace. Like, just knowing that that's already part of your routine. Or, like, for me recently, it's been, like, I'm just going to wake up. First thing I go is start to read my book outside. And so like, mm-hmm. once I started doing that, my routine, it started to become a habit. To, like there's some days that I didn't this week, like two days I didn't go outside to read first thing in the morning. And I just felt myself like that I was different. So I think that with the habit, it helped me have a healthier routine. So then if I don't do that thing, then I now feel the difference because it's become a habit. And like, I expect that in my day. No, totally. I think that's, I think the the practice of 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 building the boundary is how the habitualness of it. So for sure. Um, but the, I'm like, for me, it's like the motivation because I feel like for me, it's like the self motivation of it is what I realize is my biggest challenge. It's not necessarily understanding that I have poor boundaries and knowing what it is and how it's defined. For me, it's literally like, okay, enacting it. And so um, for me, like that came to uh, the conclusion that I needed to get therapy. Mm -hmm. And so for me, like that was a big part of, of reading this book was realizing how much work um, and support I need for for me to have the personal boundaries because yeah. I feel like my communication with other people like I understand it reading all that those violations and speaking up for myself I know how to advocate for myself in the sense of interpersonal with other people mm-hmm. and that's like what this chapter also highlights to me is like okay like I I want that accountability and I want that professional help so I think if any of y'all are after reading the book, let us know after reading the book if you felt uh, the need to seek therapy or affirm that's why you are in therapy. Let us know in the chat. Yes, yes. I was happy to be reconnected to therapy again. And I feel like this is just affirming that I am on the right path and that I am doing the work on my own. So even if I do have the support of a therapist that like I, I feel comfortable now that I'm continuing to do the work on my own. Love it. And so we talked a little bit about self boundaries, but another thing that is highlighted in chapter nine is upholding boundaries um, with others and what that looks like. And so I think it was great that she revisited it now, not just defining, but really uh, sharing examples in the book and then giving us exercises to ask ourselves how we like to go about upholding them and like mm-hmm. kind of having an action plan of like, okay, this situation happens, what you gonna do? I really appreciated that about the book. Yes. And so, yeah, there's definitely very practical scenarios that she shares on how you can uphold your boundaries that I feel like I felt seen and heard for a lot of these scenarios. I'm like, oh yeah, I've been there before um, on either side of setting or receiving someone telling a boundary. Um, so that was... I feel like I appreciated that. Like, I feel like that's a section I'm going to go back to and really kind of <laughs> understand like how I can navigate certain situations. Um, so I appreciated having that more in depth. Yeah. And I appreciate how she said, when we want people to respect our boundaries, it may be necessary to repeat them for those in the back. And that is, I need because you know, it, it's kind of, it's, it, it's, it's, she's just giving it real. Like you got to steep it in order for it to stick. You might need to repeat yourself. And I think a good practice is with self, right? Like the self boundaries, if we can repeat that with ourselves, therefore we can repeat it when like, Hey, no, not okay with that. And so that's for me, like, it's, that was like, when I read that, I was like, that's kind of tough though. But myself, when I thought to myself, I'm like, well, the reason why you have a hard time repeating it to others is because you have a hard time repeating it to yourself. Yes. And I feel like going with that was like with upholding boundaries. Uh, she also talks about like self-kindness or what I would say is like compassion and grace, so like self-compassion. So really we're doing this work, but we're not saying we're going to be perfect. Just because you read this book, just because you're in therapy, just because anything doesn't necessarily mean you will automatically understand all of these or be able to put this into practice consistently. So I appreciate that she was really sharing the importance of self-kindness, self-compassion. So while you're doing this work, while you're on this journey, that you're not like beating yourself up 
or being really critical and harsh on yourself that you don't want to continue your journey forward um, because we can slip up and maybe not be as direct when we state our boundary or kind of slip up and like if people start violating again, not really confronting them. So I think it's really important just in all aspects of our lives and all the different boundaries we have and the different relationships to really just take a step back and just be like, it's okay. Uh, she says like, you can say it will be okay. I did my best. Um, mm -hmm they didn't deserve me. So it's just so kind of like, it's okay that this didn't work out how you kind of expected it to, but then just kind of reflect, uh, look at the tips again and then go from there. Yes, exactly. And I love how she, she talks about like also consistency is key. Yes. And, and then she, and I'm just going to share like a couple of uh, points. She says, you know, consider when you are upholding your boundaries, like, the reason why you want to do that. And she says, when you engage in activities that you don't enjoy, you are taking away from yourself. Yes. You know, mm -hmm. um, when you get distracted with other people's stuff, you're taking a time away from yourself. Mm -hmm. And when you spend time uh, that you don't have to spare, when you spend time where you don't have time to spare, you take away time from your goals. Mm -hmm. So it's like important to insert ourselves when we think about when someone's asking something of us, it is taking away from ourselves. And it's like getting real with like our capacity versus like focusing on the deficit. It's like, okay, where are we abundant? Yes. If you're not abundant, that is nothing wrong. There's no shade if you don't have abundant or time for another person because you got to give it to self first. Yes. And that really had, I had to shift that. Mm -hmm. Because I'm like, I want to be an abundant person. That means I have to give, give, give. It's like, no, in order to be abundant, you have to have no deficit. <laughs> and you have to, yeah, like learn yourself to know when you are abundant in those areas and when you're not. Because it's not always like 100% of the time you can't help in these things. Like I think really what the book is, is being self-aware to know your capacity at all times and different seasons. So like at this point, you might have to have a more a like firm boundary on you know work but then maybe a different time um other things in your life are like kind of more free and open so then you can dedicate more time so it's not saying like you always have to have all of these <laughs> very strict um yeah. so I, I appreciate that yeah i felt like, yeah overall it's like it's not about for me because like the type because i'm shaping a new identity in a sense for me so i told myself it's not about having these rigid boundaries i'm not trying to go from being a porous to being rigid. And so for me, it's operate at a place of like checking with myself, where's my capacity at being fluid? Like, do I have capacity to take this phone call? Do I have a capacity to read this news article? Do I have capacity to cook today? Yeah. Even though it's a good thing. It might be a day where I need to not cook and enjoy myself and order in out, order out and eat in my backyard. So I just wanted to share that with y'all. It's like, as we are reading this, it's, this book is not like a play-by-play. -play. It's more so for me, massaging new options for how I can operate in a healthy way when it comes to developing a sense of self yes. and upholding boundaries. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so the next chapter you want to dip into, does anyone know, if, you, or if you're tuning in live, let us know if you have any last comments about honoring your boundaries. Do you feel like, you honor your boundaries well? Is this something that's like on your to-do list? Let us know where you are in that journey. Are you like mm -hmm. thumbs up? Like I'm doing good. I'm feeling great. I've been in this game of holding healthy boundaries. Give us a thumb, thumbs up emoji. If you're like, nah, I'm working on it. Let us know like that. So yeah. Yeah. For me, it's like kind of in the middle. Like there's some things I'm very strong and like having my boundaries on. And then there's other things that I've um, I am kind of working on strengthening those areas. Well, I feel like we're, we're all like this then, huh? Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, half, half. Um, but yeah, so comment below if you all tuning in, um, how, like how how has your journey been with honoring your boundaries? But yeah, we can move on for now while people start sharing in the chat. The next chapter is talking about family. And um, I love the first quote. It says, tough love is you creating and keeping healthy boundaries. Mm -hmm. Tough love is creating and keeping boundaries. Tough love does not mean taking everything. Ugh. And that, when it comes to family, I'm like, wow, that was deep. I was like, I don't even think I have to read the rest of the chapter. I'm done. <laughs> it's like, that's it. 
gosh. Oh, so we asked everyone um, for chapter nine and how you feel with like honoring your boundaries. And then Perry shares, uh, the book really helped me with being kind to myself, trying my best to uphold them. Yes. So I feel like that's really important is just being kind, being compassionate, showing yourself grace. Um, because just the fact that you read this book, that you're joining into these conversations, you're already on the path to improving the boundaries in your life and improving your life in general. So I'll just share that everyone should just add a little bit more compassion to our lives. Yes. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. With the, with the family one too, like, I think it's, I'll speak for myself, like being that I'm like an adult now, I think the 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 I, I'm can anyone relate with the struggle to like develop boundaries with like parents and other family members and I and I it wasn't until I read like she's like you become an adult when you set boundaries with your parents I was like that's adulting you know because we all say oh adulting is paying a bill adulting is like going to sleep whenever you want like adulting is all these other things but when she said that I was like you know what I feel like that is the tea like Becoming an adult, I'm going to say it again, is when you set boundaries with your parents, the people who put you on this earth. Because I know for myself, that is a challenge. Let us know in the comments <laughs> if you resonate with that saying. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, I have the same parents as Alyssa. And <laughs> also... Um, a your biological sisters, y'all. To uh, you know, set those boundaries with our parents. Um, it's a more challenging what I, than I would expect. Um, but yeah, she also says that um, she was saying how uh, with your family, setting boundaries with them is also a way for you to get more comfortable with like being your own guide. Mm -hmm. um, when you're becoming an adult is becoming your own guide. So it's like also not only setting boundaries with your parents, but I feel like being an adult is like having that self-awareness and self-knowledge of like what's for you and what's not for you and not seeking like validation from someone else, like maybe like a parent or like a role model figure. Um, but really just like, I know myself, so I know this is what I need and I'm going to ask for this regardless if someone else has that same boundary or not. I love that. Like I think becoming your own guide, I, it's because it's really true. You know, there's a lot of times where we are, um, trying to navigate life. And it's nice. And I feel like for me, like a big part of my adulthood um, is finding confidence that I have the internal wisdom mm -hmm. and the self-awareness to like soothe self, to entertain self. That's, mm -hmm. It's a big part for me, like of soul care. When I think about soul care is being able to do that for myself. And I didn't really relate it to boundaries really until this book. And so I'm like, okay, like I see the, the overlap here. Mm-hmm. So that's family. So if anyone wants to share, you know, how their boundaries are with their families or anything, feel free to share that in the comments. Um, then we can go to chapter 11. The 11 is romantic relationships. <laughs> hey, yeah. hey, hey. So chapter 11, I appreciate having this as well because I feel like also in relationships, I think it's also very common for people to assume like, oh, I, this person cares about me. This person loves me. So they should automatically know how, um, like what kind of boundaries I need, like how they should act around me. And it's like, no, that's an expectation. Like no matter what relationship you have, but especially even romantic ones, like even if you feel like emotionally, mentally connected to this person, you still will have to explicitly say what you do and do not want or need in your life. No, I agree. I agree. I, I really like how she really broke it down about relationships and boundaries and how having healthy boundaries will lead to a sustainable relationship. Um, because I feel like a lot of the times, um, generally speaking, like we get a lot of our social cues of how to be in relationships from like, you know, pop culture or, you know, seeing what our family does. And I love how in this chapter she talks about like, it being a creation between like you and said person. So that's why it makes sense. Like it's important for you, like it, for a relationship to be sustainable for the other person to have good boundaries too. Cause if one person has good boundaries and the other one doesn't, that's like, this is tipping the scale. Right. So I was like, wow. Like, it, so it's important if, if I'm going, I'm speaking for myself, like reflecting, like if I'm going to work on myself, it's going to be imperative that I, I, I ask explicitly if this person has also worked on self. Otherwise, 
why go even further? You know, it's like, so the gate to, to, to coming into a relationship is not necessarily like looks and all these other things. It's like, how's your boundaries looking? Yeah. Are you doing the work to honor your Are you doing the work? Uh-huh. And I, and I, and I, she also says at the beginning of a relationship, it's vital to know. And I love how she broke it down. What is the plan? What are we doing? Uh, do we have similar values? Uh, are there any issues that are deal breakers? Like, that's a good one. That should be number one. Um, and then will you, how will you handle disputes? Um, Cause I feel like the, the disputes just, I don't think I've ever asked that question. Like, how do you handle conflict? Like, yeah, it's like not till it's happening. And then you're like, whoa, like, yeah, I don't do yelling. Like I don't do texting. I want to do person. So I feel like that's important. Like just setting, setting the bar. And then what is acceptable within the relationship? You know, and then what unique rules, this is the last one. I like what unique rules do you want to implement to the relationship? And I was like, this is cute. Where was this? Long time. <laughs> so I really like how she she like broke it down because those are things that we talk about. Like I feel like a lot of times people talk about during the conflict when things are going right versus like, no, let's just bring this to the forefront. Mm -hmm. Why would we wait till after being together for a year to discuss this or before marriage? It's like, no, I want to enjoy this fully. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Know? Already checking in to make sure you're already on the same page so then when other things come up that you already know versus like if you don't address these things and I feel like other smaller issues come up then sometimes they people can use the smaller issues to try to bring up this big issue instead of just outright being like can we talk about you know what the plan is for this but they'll start asking other things that is just like not direct and Nija always says be direct be, be communicating <laughs> yes and I love how the first question what are we doing here so yeah, I loved it. Um, it's it, yeah, and she goes into more detail. I I feel like it's if you she and at the end if if you get this book, I love how she has an if you're single, ask yourself, mm -hmm. and then if you're in a relationship, ask yourself. Yeah, so these like reflection uh, reflection questions, and I did I journaled like when I was reading this, I have in my journal uh, like my responses uh, like I'm single, so it'll ask like what are my top five needs in a relationship. And when we're like communicate boundaries and stuff like that. So I really appreciated like journaling that, especially because in this season right now is kind of like a new part of my journey in romantic relationships. So I did kind of want to have a clear headspace and clarity on like my intentions, where my head was at, you know, have I resolved prior uh boundary violations and things internally, you know, how do I feel moving forward? Uh, Cause I didn't want to like bring in any like old tension and bad negative energy from like previous things. Uh, so I did appreciate like um, just reflecting on romantic boundaries. Right. A lot of those times you, for me, I feel like I knew I would get arguments with people or like patterns would happen, but I didn't really understand. I'm like, Oh, maybe if I have certain boundaries and that can help, alleviate these tensions and these like disputes or also it might just like bring in and attract a different kind of person that I wouldn't right. be this with. Well, what I loved about the questions too, y'all got to get the books to see the questions is that even the relationship questions was about yourself. Yes. It wasn't like, okay, sing if you're single self, and if your relationship, how's the other person? Because the whole point is like, we don't know what the other person is thinking. So you're going to have to be explicit with what you need. And that's how like, she also talked about like having people have, can have conflicting boundaries and that you want to communicate that like, okay, what's your boundary with the relationship, this and that, and then seeing the healthy medium. So I thought that was really interesting. I was like, oh, wow. Like, even if you're in a relationship, she's still asking what about you though? Because I don't know. That's just yeah, that's and it, the, the ones for if you're in a relationship, the questions you ask yourself. And then one of them is uh, you talk about your five needs in a relationship. And then the second question is like, is your partner aware of your needs? Because it's like, I feel like that happens a lot. And things that I'm in is that, like, I am aware of my needs. I'm very self aware, but like, do I communicate that clearly oh. with others so they understand? And that's where I was like, oh, like that gets me thinking, like, oh yeah, I have my partner been aware like have I shared with them that this is what I need so then if I do state a boundary then like it's just clear from there right. um, 
but this has helped uh, this chapter specifically in the chapter that I'm in in my life right now because uh, I've had um, you know someone share their boundaries with me and then like me to be like oh wow someone's stating their boundaries like I like I feel good about that and so I'm going to respect and honor their boundary and then I feel comfortable that if I state a boundary then they're going to um, be comfortable and respect me and honor me as well. Yes, love it. Um, and because like we're all about sisterhood and community here and here at Sultry Sisters, we want to dedicate some time really diving and digging into chapter 12, friendships. What about your friends? Are they going to let you down? I don't know if these words are right. Hey, what about your friends? Uh, uh. Uh, and the quote, that be, the quote that begins this chapter, your boundaries are a reflection of how willing you are to advocate for the life you want. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. How do you want to advocate for yourself or not is basically this chapter. Mm -hmm. um, the friendship one also, I was also dealing with like friendship boundaries and friendship dynamics in the past few months. So this section really helped me. I took a lot of the tips she uses in this section and mm -hmm. for life. <laughs> so this is really helpful. And this is the quote that stuck out the most to us with um, within this chapter. And we want to like take some time to really dive into this is the most loving thing you can do is it is listen. The most empowering thing you can do is allow people to work through what? their own problems. How many of us want to advocate for our friends so bad? How many of us want to be like, you know what? Girl, I got you. Boy, I got you. Friend, I have you. Right? How many of us evaluate friendships and how, how down we are for somebody? How much we like, you know, ride or die or all that stuff. And this is where uh, this chapter was like, you're like, I'll ride to my boundaries. Stop right now. Thank you very much. No. Let your friend solve her own problems. I was like, wow. Now that really sat with me. When she said that, she was just reading everything I was going through at that time because I really, through reading this chapter, I realized I was putting someone else's relationship or like their issues in life, their issues in life. I was making them to be my issues, even though this was just a friendship dynamic, like I don't have to create solutions for this person. Like, so I had to remember like, okay, as a friend that I'm also just here for support sometimes. Like I don't have to be trying to help them solve X, Y, Z things. Like, do they even want to solve X, Y, Z things, you know? So that helped me and my own mental health was to just like release that like pressure on myself. as like that as a friend, I had to do X, Y, Z things. Yes. And I, and I think it's important to, to check in with like what, not even what what the friend needs, but what we need out of that friendship. Yeah. It's more about like, what do I need out of this friendship versus like, what can I offer? And I think that can, that can alleviate some of the, I guess the pressure or the thought that the point of the friendship is to protect and pr yeah. like the other friend. I think that's why it goes into what we talked about before of like, if you have to cut someone off, but it's like, sometimes it's like, do we have to cut that person off or do we just need to evaluate how we are showing up in that friendship or in that dynamic? Cause maybe we're the ones that are not honoring ourselves and keep putting this hat of like problem solver when like they didn't even ask that and maybe they don't want that yet. We're blaming them and being like, I need to cut them off. And right. Say, no, you we're doing this to yourself. Right. Right. And one of the examples, I forget which chapter, but I think it was a relationship one, actually a romantic one is when a partner requested that their partner not be on the phone mm -hmm. and the partner easily complied. And it's because the partner didn't realize it was impacting. Yeah. So I think it comes up to friendship is sometimes intention versus impact. Sometimes our intention is not to hurt a friend, but we might be impacting them. So that's where it's important to communicate our boundaries and expectations with friends because they might not know. We might not know that calling a friend and always venting is making them feel like, wow, this person doesn't care about my day or, or talking about your relationship, the friend might be imposing their judgments because 
you're bringing that to the friendship versus just talking about, you know, something that's between you and them. So that was very eye opening to like me. And when it's, when it comes to like, we have a choice with um, how we navigate ourselves in the, in, in their friendship. And I want to, this is cool. I didn't have brought up, uh, but it said the moment we continue to follow something that bothers us, we agree to be bothered. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's important with friendships. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I feel like that goes into kind of with the, in the four agreements uh, and where it's like, don't take things personally and just, I guess all of the agreements really, but um, to kind of just like let things go. And I think that's been so important in my journey for the last few years is like, just letting certain things go. Like it's really not that big of a deal. Um, and then also for me in friendship dynamics, what's helped me keep it more healthy is like, if I, something is bothering me, I'm like, okay, have I told, have I communicated with them that this thing is my boundary or like this thing bothered me, this violated me? Yes, no. If it's no, then it's like, okay, do I want to communicate with that with them? But then I think about it sometimes. I'm like, is it that important? Like, but then sometimes I have to remind myself, like, if I'm thinking about this and I had a second, like, wait, hold up, then it probably is bothering me to some extent that I should bring it up. It doesn't have to be a big deal, but just be like, hey, you know, I noticed this thing. Can you do X, Y, Z thing? Or I would like X, Y, Z. And then I feel like sometimes it doesn't have to wait till it festers into this big thing better. Like Anita says, to address it like right away, directly and clearly. Mm-hmm. And I also wanted to sh- share, since we're talking about like healthy friendships, I wanted to share um, Nidra's signs of a healthy friendship, just so we can take a moment to reflect on your, your friendships that you have right now. And so she says, signs of a healthy friendship, your friend wants to see you grow wants to see you grow. The friendship is mutually supportive. Emphasis on mutually. Um, The friendship is mutually beneficial. The friendship evolves as you evolve. For those of you who've been friends with people since you were like young, you know, we all have different chapters. So that was really important. Um, And you understand how to support each other. You understand how. So the first one says like mutually supportive. But it's not, it cannot be assumed. It's not inherent all the time. So there's an understanding of how, like, how would you like me to support you in your blah, blah, blah. I think that can be something that we are showing an uh, an engagement with the friendship. Hey, how would you like me to support you? And that's the way, that's something I didn't realize. Like, I don't always ask that. Like, I don't assume what we want as support is what other people want. And they want the same thing for us. So I think that's so important. And for like, uh friends too with support like with soul tree i feel like i really have seen this through uh with Alyssa and i having soul tree and facilitating and doing all these different things and advocating for women of color in our community when people do want to support us and they want to donate or whatever they would like to support i do appreciate when they take the time to ask and be like how can i support you in this time like what do you need What's the best way? Because right now, like we're getting donations uh, for our Sultry Sanctuary Fund so we can scholarship people, uh, women of color who would like to be a part of our sanctuary, but might need some more assistance. And that's really where all of our donations and extra support is going to versus a different season. We might need support in like venues and in-person spaces, or we might need support in like pushing our um, website and reviews and things like that to get more like digital digital um, mm-hmm. promotion for us. So I I have seen that in Sultry Sisters, especially how I've really benefited from people asking me that. So that kind of reminds me to ask others as well. Mm-hmm. And also setting boundaries doesn't threaten the friendship. No. Nope. You know, like um, I would say for me, like being like that I, I teach dance and I teach Pilates, like setting boundaries doesn't threaten, threaten the friendship. So that to me, like was a great way for me to check in. Like if I can communicate a boundary, then we're all good. Um, your friend acknowledges your quirks and works around them. That last part doesn't make fun of you works around them. So the, all, those of you who know me, you know, I have a couple quirks. And um, so I appreciate the friends who work around them. (laughs) And then lastly, you can talk to your friends about your feelings. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you feel safe and all of that. So that's really great to think about. Um, If any of you, uh, while reading this book or before um, or right now, while you're reflecting, have 
any insight or highlights you want to share about setting boundaries in your friendships, feel free to let uh, let us know in the chat box below, and then we can share that with everyone. Um, but the next um, type of boundary that Nidra shares and how you can honor yourself is at work. So I think that's so important, especially after the pandemic, like after last year and this year, like different work dynamics, like maybe your job is new and you didn't have it before. It's a new work space, like the different coworkers, the managers, those kind of things. It might even be just the dynamic, like if you're working remotely versus in person, mm -hmm. um, so many different work dynamics, work relationships, I think shifted many of us in this past year. So I think this was such a great chapter as well um, to really kind of get down to, okay, is it really that this is an issue or is it me <laughs> not communicating? So the first quote we wanted to share is that people treat you according to your boundaries. So I think this is really important for work because I think the common kind of um, comment for people to make is like, oh, my work is overworking me. Um, and, you know, like they're taking advantage of me. And sometimes it's true and that's unfortunate. But other times it's like, okay, are you just letting people treat you this way without stepping up and saying a boundary like, no, I can't work or I can't add this project? Yes. I, I, I love that part of, of the chapter is mm -hmm. asking ourselves like, are you communicating it? Are you, um, I lost, I have a loss of words. Um, boundaries are not common sense. Yes. They're hot. And I think when it comes to having a job, like having, and even though we have a boss, like just because our boss, I mean, I, I guess it's really hard, but I think it's, it's important to advocate for ourselves. Like, hi, I prefer this. And I think we can do that. Uh, maybe not directly, but indirectly by having like a message on our email that's saying like, I'm in the office these times yeah. or um, I'm, in, I'm on vacation. Please, while I'm gone. Can not you even answering them. So like, even if somehow an email gets through your outbox message, like still just like honor yourself that you're on vacation and then don't respond to that email and then when you get back you could just be like i was on vacation um so i think that's important too it's like restating like oh sorry i was not in the office yeah. but I'm, I'm sorry yeah. i was not in the office yeah um because she talks about that the first part don't be saying sorry if it's your boundary don't be sorry for boundaries um so yeah i just thought that and they, she also talked about this is our these are cues that you're in a toxic work environment. And I think I want to share that just yeah. as, as a form of reflection for those of you who are tuning in. Um, toxic wor a work environment might include working long hours. Mm -hmm. um, not being paid for additional work. Um, and then being mandated to complete more work in a limited time frame. That part. Um yeah. And being mistreated based off of race, physical ability or sexual orientation. I think these are things we need to, you know, check in with. Are we in a toxic work environment that our boundaries are being violated? Because it's, I feel like when it comes, I feel like this past year, a lot of that conversation was coming to the forefront. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. Um, and yeah, like part of it is being aware that maybe you are in a toxic work environment and if it's at the level where you don't feel confident and comfortable that it will change and be a healthy environment, then, you know, taking the steps to maybe remove yourself from that situation. But she does also mention this chapter of like, okay, have we even addressed it and like tried to insert our boundaries and communicate our boundaries? Cause you know, maybe they just assume, Oh, I like your boss might just assume like, Oh, I work every night until 10 PM. Like I don't put my computer down. So if I email this person, that's fine. Or maybe they even think I'm just emailing them, but I'm not expecting them to reply. Cause I know sometimes with me, if I think about emailing someone, I should just do it right then and there because then I forget. And then it's like two weeks later and I'm like, Oh my God, I was supposed to get back. So right. someone like that, I'm just sending it because I know for myself and my mental like capacity, I have to send it. But for that other person, they might think, oh, if I send something right now, I have to immediately reply. And I right. don't get bothered if you don't immediately reply. I just needed to get it out of my head. So I think that's why it's important to communicate because you might coming by, might be coming from situations and different perspectives and it could easily be like come to a compromise. Um, but sometimes with 
without that communication, we just are assuming like, oh, this person just keeps emailing me at 10 p.m. and I don't understand when I never respond to them. And it's like, you don't have to respond. I just Right, right. Everyone's boundaries and capacity is different. And I will say after reading this chapter, it reminded me as I reflected like, wow, I I had quit my like I quit my full time job because my boundaries were being violated. But I also reflected that I did not communicate that my boundaries are being violated, which led to me having a burnout. Yes. And burnout is preventable. But at the same time, it's just so common nowadays, which is important to address, like she says. And uh, I think another thing that I really appreciate that she has boundaries for entrepreneurs and Alyssa and I yes. are entrepreneurs. Um, and the first thing she says is charge your full fee. And I like put a star next to that. And I was like, that's so true. Because Alyssa and I just like two months ago, we've had a conversation like, we actually should be charging more because we know we are worth this and we bring this XYZ expertise to the table when we come and do certain things as sultry. Um, but there's always as entrepreneurs and as like entrepreneurs of color, black women entrepreneurs, it's just like, oh, but like I want to get this person a discount because they support me or oh, because, but it's like, no, just charge. And like, I feel like when I have friends and I support them, I I don't just ask right. for the sale. Like I'll mm -hmm. just buy stuff. Like recently I bought my friend's candles from a business. Did I ask her if she has a discount or anything? No, I just went to her site and I just saw that she had candles and I bought them because I want to support her. So I'm just like trying to tell myself like, Tony, okay, if you are willing to support your friend, like then you also should have that energy out there that they're going to support me too. And so it's fine to charge um, right. because that's what it is. And especially for strangers, of course. Right, right. Like, it's harder sometimes when you know people because you feel bad and you want to like give all these discounts. Well, exactly. And I think uh, there's another thing she points out for boundaries for entrepreneurs is avoiding using the phrases talking about working nonstop, such as, such as hustle harder, on the grind, rest later. Wow. And like, that's one thing that Tony and I have put, like our value with Sultry Sisters is sustainable, soul sustainability, right? So everything we bring are things that we're working on, like this book. We are going through this book with y'all. Um, when we take breaks, we let y'all know, like we are resting. Like we spent like June and July, like reading this book, resting, hydrating, enjoying our lives. And we normally like do multiple events a month and we checked in with ourselves. We're like, you know what? That's not important to us right now. Like what's important to us is soul sustainability and if we're going to talk about soul sustainability with plants with the environment with with our community we need to sustain ourselves so and we to our surprise nobody had a problem with it no. <laughs> everyone else is living their life so it's always a reminder when we do set boundaries at soul tree like when people just continue their regular lives or just support us. That so it's just aff affirmation to like continue to set our boundaries and continue to check in with ourselves. Um, so I guess for the sake of time, we can move on to the last chapter or one of them is social media. And I thought that was so important, like timely with like just the type of technology we have access to nowadays. And also with the pandemic, I think many of us were a lot more, active on social media and present on different technologies than maybe before because that was the only option we couldn't see certain people in person so maybe we have to do zoom things mm -hmm. instagram all those kind of things so um the first quote we wanted to share is self-discipline is the act of creating boundaries for yourself so i know sometimes people will have goals of like being more disciplined um you know having uh, more of a routine that might be more discipline based and all those things. Um, and then not going on social media for the first time or for the first hour of the day, things like that. And I think that really is about creating boundaries with yourself. And that's something I am navigating and mm -hmm. trying to build as a habit in my routine is to not go to social media, like the first thing in my routine for the day. <laughs> um, so reading for me has helped in that aspect because then I get excited because I want to read the book. And then two, it's like not looking at it screen. Right. And the second quote we wanted to share from this chapter is it's your job to protect your energy. So on the, on the whole energy of like Tony sharing that she doesn't go on to social media or any technology the first hour. Um, last year we shared with our community um, the practice of the golden hour. So let's know in the chat if you know what the golden hour is. If not, we're going to explain it right now. So the golden hour is a practice of the first hour waking up and the last hour of uh, before going to bed, no technology. That means no TV, social media, 
computer games, nothing. It's a, it's a way to wind down and check in. Um, and that, that practice for me hasn't been as consistent as I want it to be, but I know when I practice it actively and consistently, I do feel better. Mm -hmm. So it's something I'm currently like diving back into. Yeah. And then another thing she talks about, like one of the later things she talks about with social media um, is like if your phone dies or something, she said, it's like while you charge your phone to like use that time to recharge yourself. So like go outside, get some fresh air, you know, drink your water, you know, look at your book and read a few pages, whatever it is. And I thought about, I was like, wow, yeah, like whenever I have to charge my phone, I still nowadays, because you can use it while it's charging. I'm still doing stuff versus like being like, no, until this is charged and I'm not going to use the device, I'll do other things to replenish and recharge myself. So I think that's really yes. important. And, I and all of us implement that into our routines. And here's a pro tip. Do not get the long 13 foot cord. Do not get the, <laughs> I'm talking to myself. Do not purchase the case that comes with the charger. Those are ways to kind of, create these ways to avoid it. So if you do the really short, the short plug, then you have to leave it somewhere. You can't do it. You can't roll out of bed and have it there. So that's just a pro tip. The things that I noticed about myself, I was like, wow, why do I have this like 10 foot cord? True. I have a 10 foot corded as well, which I love, honestly, because sometimes when you go places, you don't know where the plug is going to be. But anyway, well, in my house, it's hard because <laughs> then I would be having my phone in all types of places that it shouldn't be because my cord is so long. Right. I can't get anywhere around my whole radius of my apartment. Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I guess we can move on to the last chapter so we can share some final reflections. So Chapter 15, now what? So you've learned all of this plethora of amazing all of it. from Nidra about boundaries, how to set them, how setting boundaries can help you find peace and reclaim your well-being. Um, so a quote we wanted to share is that your wellness hinges on your boundaries. So at Soul Tree Sisters, <laughs> we are all about art and wellness. And so we think boundaries is so important. So we were so um, happy to finally share and have a conversation with our community about creating boundaries, about sustaining and honoring our boundaries because wellness is so important and that looks different for all of us. Like what my wellness is going to look like is going to be different from what Alyssa, from other people in our community. So I think it's so important for us to have these conversations and to continue the conversation. So although this is our final part, we'll still be talking about boundaries because it's so important to everyone. Yes, I, I feel like um, a big part of what we we talk about is is everything you said about you know what how do we how do we practice soul care? It's always based off of like what we value and what we want to honor that autonomy that's really important to us. So I, I feel like boundaries is 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 a part of 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 soul Tree sisters, and then I just really for me um, this hangout every week. That's a healthy practice for us to engage with our community, be super casual, share what we're working on. It's been a healing space for us. So um, I feel like a lot of the programming that we've created is around boundaries, like even our membership, like creating a space that like honors like our creative content, um, creating our sultry hangout. I mean, I don't think we were explicit about it, but I'm really proud to know that like the systems and, and programming and culture and environment we've created in the soul tree is rooted in, you know, having a healthy amount of boundaries. Now it's a matter of me pouring that into my personal self. Yes. I feel, I feel really happy after reading this book to be like, wow, soul tree, soul tree fam, y'all, we a healthy place. Yes. We show each other grace. Yes. So we oh, hope that this inspired you all to continue your journey on setting boundaries in your life and communicating your boundaries in your life. Um, but I did want to open it up for the last few minutes. If anyone that is joining us um, that has read the book or has joined for these discussions, if any of y'all want to share some of your reflections, some of the biggest highlights and the biggest takeaways that you have all had from the book. So feel free to share them in the chat below and then we'll pull them up. Um, but please, please, uh, we would love for anyone to share kind of what they got from the book, um, or if they're going to, you know, continue down this path, um, you know, improving boundaries in their lives or anything that kind of stuck out to you that you're like, oh, I never knew that, or I never realized that I was like kind of struggling with that part. Yeah. 
I'll, while y'all comment in the chat, type it all up. Um, I'll show my takeaway and then I'll let, you know, Tony, you can share your takeaway after if you would like. Um, for me, my, I just want to let y'all know that Tony, my lovely sister, she gifted me this book. She <laughs> gifted me this book and, oops, someone's calling me boundaries. <laughs> Not available right now. Uh, but, you know, I want to just like take a moment to like acknowledge like you, Tony, for, for bringing this book into my life and us sharing with our community. And it's, it's been life-changing. Like ever since I've read this book, like I've uh, noticed a lot of things in myself and I realized like, wow, like I really do need um, a space dedicated to developing and upholding my boundaries. I need a dedicated space in order to preserve my friendships and relationships um, out, outside of myself. And I want to have someone who's dedicated to making sure that I am centering my boundaries with myself, like upholding it like within myself and not doing uh, doing the work. So, and although my sister is like the best accountability partner ever, I realized like I want to preserve that boundary with me and her that like our, our, our friendship and our work is dedicated to soul tree and doing festivities and that my personal healing is in a space dedicated to personal healing. So I will say my takeaway is I'm excited to, to be able to see how, how I evolve with this new chapter. So shout out to sultry sis, Tony. Yes, I love that. But yes, you're welcome. I'm so appreciative that you really enjoyed the book. And all of you who joined our book club, who also uh, got your own books, um, your own copies and have been following along with us. Like I've got great feedback from so many of y'all who have joined that this book has been really helpful in your life and you want to continue the path of doing the work of honoring yourself with your boundaries. So that's so awesome to hear. So shout out for everyone who has joined us, who has read the book, like give yourself a pat on the back because that's amazing and be proud of yourself that you are on this journey. Like whether what part of the journey, it doesn't matter. The fact that you are here having a conversation with us, that you've read the book, that you are, you know, even reflecting and having these questions for yourself means so much. Um, but for me personally, um, I would say the biggest thing for me that really was like, wow. And it clicked was just the whole self-care is having boundaries. Um, because, you know, at Soul Tree, I love self-care, soul care things. Um, like I love reading. I love journaling. I love doing like uh, using crystals, to, like manifest. Um, we start eating plant-based. So many different parts of my life that I have been trying to actively improve and like learn new things and tips to improve those aspects of my life. And I just was like, wow, I think this book really was helpful. And it, it like improving the like emotional, mental aspects of my life to just have clarity around different parts of different relationships I was in. Um, and then really just take care of myself. Like just know that Tony, okay, if you have this dedicated time to do the things that mean a lot to you, then the other obligations you have don't feel as heavy because I know I'm taking care of myself first. So if I do do these other obligations and responsibilities that I know I still have a full cup, so it's okay. Uh, so I think that was like really important for me. Yeah. Thank you for sharing Tony. And I feel like, um, what that which what, when you shared that what brought up to me is that um with reading this book i realized that a personal boundary that i violate is sleep mm. and so i really rooted like i've been really busy this month and i really rooted myself and allowing myself to sleep when i was tired yes. and it sounds so simple but i will tell you y'all my mental health and my productivity was double like yes. simply double because i just shut myself down like at an early time and then I got up earlier and I just felt more productive yeah. and I also started taking naps at work like yeah. I have a whole like dedicated space so it's like listening to your body and all right. your body needs versus like mentally being like now my body doesn't need that right. really honoring yourself and I similarly was like that where this past two three months like after school I guess like two months now I've really honored my rest and really leaned into joy and what like was making myself feel joyful and what I needed to rest and even if that sometimes the back of my head is like oh I'm not being productive like shedding that and letting that go of being to be productive with I'm honoring myself this feels good to me um, and this is nourishing my mind body and soul so when I come back to whatever task or thing that I am doing that I'm fully present and I'm not like 
having this negative energy and not being fully there. Um, so that's been really important to me is just to rest, be present and just find joy in many things. I feel like uh, for a long time for me, that was difficult. But so now through having these boundaries, I've created spaces in my day and my weeks for joy. And I've really enjoyed that. Yes, happy joy lie, a term, a saying coined by our sultry fam, BJ. Um, they have uh, really been a great addition to our sultry sanctuary fam. So shout out to you, BJ. Um, I want to say also uh, that this month, jo uh, joy lie is also BIPOC mental health awareness month. So um, it was no coincidence that we are finishing this book on a very um, significant month for um, our BIPOC community. And I want, to, if you're watching this later, if you're watching this today, I want to encourage you, if you are just starting your mental health journey to continue. Um, and we hope this space, this conversation has affirmed you. Um, and we look forward to continuing to hang out with you on this space. We want to, again, uh, let you know that this, um, will be available um, in our Sultry Sanctuary indefinitely. So if you're a member, you'll be able to access these conversations um, and we'll be able to join us at our monthly mixers. We'll be able to like touch base, check in with each other. It's one of the things about the Sultry Sanctuary that actually um, is a great benefit um, is that we do monthly check-ins where we are like learning about what each other is working on and also reflecting on how the community is benefiting um, each other and ourselves. So make sure to go to our website to learn more and join us and we'll be continuing to do the work um, uh, with our community. Yeah, and so to clarify with our social sanctuary, um, I know a lot of times we share about like the movement practices that we have on right. there. So we have Pilates, we have Soulscape, but also in our sanctuary, we have meditations, we have journal prompts, and then we have our book club series. So we have the whole four agreement series on there. And then now we uh, started adding our uh, set boundaries, find peace uh, replays on there as well. So that's what's up on our sanctuary. So definitely check out our website to learn more. Uh, this has been great. Um, I've loved sharing um, our insights and kind of get y'all's feedback and everything. The replay will be up on Facebook. So continue to write comments, share. Um, yeah, and YouTube as well. Um, and we look forward to seeing you all in our next book club, whenever that is. And whenever that fits our needs and capacity. And until then, y'all continue to live vibrant and what, Tony? Shine bright. All right. Bye, y'all. Bye.